Welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. Stuart with you here from Stuart Doing Stuff on Instagram. Go and check me out over there because we're going to talk a lot about what I've been posting recently. So as you know, I have been kind of hibernating. I've, I've been in uh, this campground, the Thousand Trails Paradise Campground, for the past week or so, just laying low, trying to regroup and recharge from my trip down to or up to Canada this last month because we just go, go, go. It was just nonstop. So I was like, I need to get caught up on work. I want to launch the podcast. I got a ton of editing I got to do because I did some recording while I was up there. So I, I need to go off grid a bit. And so I found this campground. It's the Thousand Trails Paradise Campground. And I'm going to be doing a full review on this podcast coming up on Monday. It's going to launch Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. We're also going to be talking with Journey with the G's on that one. But yeah, I'm going to do a whole review of this campground that's kind of out of the way. So anyways, I uh, I was there for a week and then I started driving myself over to, uh, I'm, well, I'm spending this weekend in Walla Walla, Washington. So if you have any tips or tricks on... Um, on wineries, on places that you've been to or that has some, some good wine. Walla Walla, Washington has got some great wines all all throughout the entire region. And I've only got three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm boondocking, welcoming, or harvest hosting it, I guess you could say. I'm harvest hosting it. <laughs> and, and, um, and I'm looking for just places to go. Now, my goal was originally to go to the host site, park the van, and then take the scooter, and then just kind of bounce around from places to places. I don't know if that's going to be possible. Now, just because of some of the Harvest Host locations that I selected, they're kind of a little further out of the way, but we'll we'll see. But if you have a list of places that I uh, should be checking out, drop those in the comments on the RV Dreaming Podcast website or on the RV Dreaming Facebook page, or use our new hotline. We launched this hotline so you can talk back directly to us. The number is 714-623-9824. Again, 714 714- Six two three nine eight two four, and the way that it works is just a voice line. So you can call it up, you leave a message. I'll grab that audio. I can put it onto the podcast if we need to. But if you're following us at the RV Dreaming Facebook page, I'll post questions of things that we're going to talk about on the podcast before I record it. Then you can either leave your comments on that page. Or you can uh, use the the number that I just gave you, 714-623-9824, and you can leave a message, and then I can incorporate that into the podcast. Just like a real radio show. That's what I'm trying to go for here. A little interaction, a little community, a little, you know, let's get some other voices on here other than just mine. Let's get yours. So that's what that number is for. See the action on Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. And if you are following me on my Instagram at Stuart doing stuff, you'll see that the stories still might actually be up from from what I posted. I'm stealth camping at a Cabela's parking lot in Yakima, Washington. So I've been working my way toward Walla Walla. I'll get there later today. 
But the weather today, right now, it's just stormy and rainy, and we're expecting uh, major thunderstorms. You know, on the, on the radar map, it shows green, yellow, and red. We're expecting some yellows and some oranges to be coming my way and through my travel plan through about 10 o'clock. So I'm recording right now. It's 8.20. So I decided I'm just going to stay put. I'm going to get some work done. I'm going to record this podcast for you because I got some, some time to kill. And I wanted to talk about some dry camping and some stealth camping things that I, I I've picked up quite a bit. I was having a conversation with somebody online and who said that they were kind of jealous of my ability to stealth camp. And in my van, it's it's not really stealth camping. You know, this thing screams RV all over it. Okay, it's got Winnebago logos on the side. It's got air conditioning things on the top and spare tires on the top and little you know, things on the side for the hot water heater and the outdoor shower. I mean, this isn't like a cargo van that was that someone's living. This thing's got big windows all the way around. So stealth camping is not, um, ah, it's a stretch, I guess. It's, it's more about just staying where, it's just more like trying to be invisible in plain sight, I think is a better way to, to say it. And there's a few things that I have done, though, to make it easier to, to stealth camp in areas like this, and one of them is window tint. I went out and I found the darkest window tint I could find, like limo darkness, and and I got it on Amazon. And because I was kind of cheap at the time, I'm still kind of cheap, um, I was like, I'm just going to buy this film and do some YouTube tutorials on how to install it. And so I... Bought the film on Amazon, the darkest one I could find, and I did install it rather successfully on the smaller windows. There's a big window over my kitchen countertop that I just I just fumbled, but it, it's it's there. It's not perfect. I would say on a scale of one to ten, ten being really good, like some of the other ones I did, and and zero being a total joke. Uh, I'd say I did a three, uh, and I gave myself a three. Because it's on there and it works, but it is rather crinkly and the cut lines are not quite right. But it does the job because when I was doing some testing and I would turn the lights on in the van in the back and I would go outside and I would look to see if any light was shining through and none came through, which was a huge, huge thing. So I can keep the lights on in the van or I can be watching TV or something and people on the outside wouldn't be able to see it. I mean, that's a that's a huge plus when it comes down to trying to do some stealth camping. It's just invisible in plain sight, hiding in plain sight. That's, that's pretty much all it is. And the window tinting was a big help to that. And not only that, it helps cut down on the temperatures as well. Because when you're looking at trying to get into a stealth camping situation, your van windows or your car windows radiate just so much heat. And putting on the window tint keeps out some of that heat, especially in the summer. My goal later is to probably tint the front windows as well. I want to do the passenger windows with the darker tint as much as I can legally in my in my uh, state of domicile, which is Texas. And then that front windshield, man, that front windshield, you can get clear window tint, clear film that is specifically designed just for heat blocking. And I think that's going to be on my list as well of, of something that I want to accomplish relatively soon. I don't know if I need to do it now because summer's almost over. Here we are in uh, just a week or so away from September. But I think for next 
season next winter or next summer i think it's going to be a, a big benefit if i can get that done in advance so the the window tent helps with just some some stealth camping capabilities and some stealth camping camping techniques another thing that's that's helped me kind of stay around is just really knowing where to park and 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 this is kind of a a mixed bag because in smaller cities and communities like where I'm at right now and uh, Yakima they're kind of known for more people drifting in and out and, and they're used to seeing big RVs parked on the side of the road and in parking lots and I think I think that they're a little more forgiving on the rules they're not so trying to micromanage uh, they want the tours and they want people stopping by they want you know they want the uh, the money that comes along with RVers doing an overnighter here, or stopping at a Walmart, or stopping at a Cracker Barrel, or I'm at a Cabela's, for example. And they have nothing but land here. You know, there's there's huge parking lots, huge vacant lots. There's there's tons of space that you can that you can get into. So I found that places like this are pretty easy in terms of of boondocking and 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 stealth camping when i woke up this morning i opened the window and there's a there's a i'm looking at it right now there's a car camper here and i think it's a honda what is that like a honda fit or one of those micro suvs and then there's another uh, minivan that's also parked here so i it's one of those things where once you um once one person is and all of a sudden a, a bunch of people come up another thing that i do people ask about safety in terms of like don't aren't you afraid that you might get messed with overnight or something like that and i do a couple things there too first off uh, if i can find a uh, a harvest host or a boondockers welcome to stay the night at i'm going to do that first that's going to be my first my first choice usually um second i i try not to do walmarts because walmarts are known for loitering walmarts are known for high traffic high um, visibility areas. So I try and find something that is me. I don't want to say higher class because that's I, I don't want to generalize like that. But I'd like to try and find something that is higher class. Sorry, I can't come up with it. I want my first cup of coffee and it's 830 in the morning on a Friday. So my attention span is is lacking as it is. But I, I so I looked at the so I'm here at this Cabela's not only because it's a higher end, but they closed earlier than Walmart does. So that means the the, the parking lot is emptier earlier, so that's a big deal. And the location, the Walmart was right off the freeway in a big shopping center in a big intersection with lots of traffic, lots of noise, lots of activity. This Walmart, it's tucked away a little bit, maybe a couple miles away off the road, off the freeways, in a in an area surrounded by other businesses. There's a, I'm looking at a PetSmart right now. There's a mall right next door, and all these these shops close early. They close at eight nine o'clock or something like that. So because of that, this area just gets a lot quieter. There's a lot less traffic around here, and mall has security. There's some security guards that were driving through uh, last night. So it's a it's a better, safer quieter less trafficked location so that's the other thing that i'll try and look at when i'm trying to do some some stealth camping for a night like this in an, in an area now this is different than say trying to park in a neighborhood that, that i've done before i i have a old youtube video of me stealth camping in this van in a multi-million dollar neighborhood in santa monica california and i did it for several days nobody cared I mean, it was. I have some tips on that too, but no, no, I had no issues, and and I don't know if that's because I'm in a 
Mercedes Sprinter van, and there were Mercedes all over the place up in that area, and BMWs and, and stuff like that. So I don't know if the neighbors just kind of saw it and went, oh, cool, maybe the neighbors got a new van, or or some other thing. But I had no problems in there, you know, being in, up in that area. Just walk over to the beach, which was great, walk over to the biking trails, and um, and that was before I even did the window tint. So that was uh, that was a different thing. So I think trying to do stealth camping in an area like this, in a in a shopping center that closes early, is different than the neighborhood stealth camping. Oh, and, th- and I should also mention that I didn't move into this parking lot until about a half hour before the store closed. Store closed last night at nine. I think I got here around eight thirty, and um, and so I, I wasn't here during their business hours. And my plan is to be out of here before. Well, my plan was to be out of here before they opened at nine o'clock in a half hour, but now I might stick around just till ten until after the storm passes. That's the that's another big thing that I'm that I'm trying to do. Plus, I'm not in a hurry to get to Walla Walla. It's two hours away from where I'm at, and I've got my harvest house location set up. But uh, as as much as you may think, I I'm not interested in starting drinking at noon. That's just that's to me a little like ah, it might be a little much. So I might do some shopping around here. There's a Costco here that I might go and pick some stuff up. I'm almost out of coffee, so I might try and take care of some errands while I'm here before I get on the road. How about some music for your drive here? This is Because of You by Elijah N. on the RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. Now I got some peace of mind. And I'm not going to waste my time. Can't believe that I was so blind. All I want is to press rewind. But I'm going to be just fine. Honestly, I don't care what you think about me breaking free from everything we were. And it's all because of you, you, you. Did you think I'd forgive? Forget it. All because of you, you, you. It'll be clearer in a second. All because of you. All because of you. It'll be clearer in a second All because of you 
the conversation. Leave us a voice message on our hotline. 714-623-9824. That's 714-623-9824. 714-623-9824. Leave us a voice message. You might just hear yourself on an upcoming episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. You know, other people have asked, if I'm dry camping, stealth camping, any of those things, you know, it's basically spending the night in an area where I'm not supposed to be, and someone knocks on my door. What do I do? Am I in trouble? Is is this bad? Well, the first thing that I would say is don't stay somewhere that is explicitly saying don't stay there. If you're in a Walmart parking lot and there's signs in the parking lot that says no overnight parking, it means no overnight parking. You know, that, that sign will supersede any sort of store policy or any sort of, oh, Walmart allows overnight camping. Because just because the, that the stores typically allow it, it doesn't mean that the city or the jurisdiction or the county or whatever does. And I see that a lot in really high-end touristy, like uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Vail, a lot of the ski resorts up in the Colorado area, I see that a lot. I see it in a lot of these little touristy places in these small towns that just say no no RV parking. It, it even applies to Cabela's in places like Cracker Barrel and stuff like that. So the best thing I can say is is don't do it. If, if there's a sign that says no overnight camping, don't stay there. Don't don't risk it. Otherwise, there's a good chance that there's patrols that go through that area on a regular basis to clear everybody out. So that would be the, the first thing that I would recommend is, is stay at a spot where it might not say camping is allowed, but it won't say camping's not allowed. I mean, have you ever seen a sign that says, oh, feel free to park here, no problem? No, you're not going to see those signs. But what you're looking for is an absence of, of signs. Also look for no parking signs or resident only. When I was up in Canada, there were signs on the streets that said, you know, parking with permit only, parking with residential permits only from 6 p.m. until whatever, 8 a.m. Or, or, or whatever the time was. So you, you got to be on the lookout for that as well. But what happens if somebody does come and, and knock on your door and they don't they don't have any authority? Let's say they're not a security guard representing the property owner or they're not the police. What if it's just a neighbor? What if it's just a, uh, a person who's living there going, who are you and what are you doing in my neighborhood? You really have a couple options for that because this happened to me one time. So I was staying at a boondockers welcome site. And that was a, uh, and that was great. And, and it was a, a, a beautiful house with a beautiful owner. And she just was the nicest person you'll ever want to meet. Uh, she goes, oh yeah, if you want to stick around there, you know, I have another guest coming in for this spot in front of my house. But if you wanted to park down this way, park in front of this house that's for sale, park over here. She goes, this neighborhood's all, is all fine. It's like, oh, cool. So I, I came back around that next night and I did that. I parked where she told me to go. But then this lady comes out and I and I'm watching TV. It's late. It's probably it's probably about an hour before sundown in a residential neighborhood and I look out my window and I see this lady and she's got a little notepad and a clipboard and she's writing down my license plate number. And I was like, what is she doing? I was meeting a friend over there. So all of a sudden the friend comes around and he's in a, uh, a camper truck, you know, a, a pickup truck with a camper shell on the back. And we were going to be staying out in this area. So he stops and talks to her. And I'm looking at this transaction outside my back window. He texted me and basically said, this is her house. Uh, I have a big family. They come and visit all the time. And I want to make sure that they can park. Now, granted, 
there's a lot of parking. There's there's plenty of parking. When I'm looking in neighbors stealth parking areas in residential areas, there's a few general rules of thumb, and I was following all these. The biggest one to me is don't park in front of someone's house. I mean, just just don't park right in front of their house. What you want to look for is a corner house, a house on the corner, and you want to park on the street in which the corner of that house, you're on their side of the house, not directly in front of it. So that way they can't necessarily see you. So you want to park on a house, on a street, on the corner or near the corner that is not facing the front of their house. So so if they're doing uh, like coming in and out of the driveways or, or deliveries or trash pickups or whatever like that, you're not in their way. That's where I was. I was on the side of the house. She was just very adamant about having parking available for her family just in case they might come by. Now, in that particular situation, she can't tell me where to where to where I can and cannot park. I mean, there's no signs. I'm a guest of this lady, like I'm a friend of this lady who told me to stay here. I can easily if if a cop came, I could easily say this the homeowner here, I'm a guest of hers and she told me to uh, to park here. It's on a city street with no signs and no restrictions. So could I really stay there and and be okay? The answer is probably yes. Is it worth the fight? Not really. Not when I can just... Her problem was just parking in front of her house. So all I did is I just pulled forward, you know, like half a block. And there, was, there were more spots there. It's not a big deal. She didn't care. She just was very possessive about people parking in front of her house. She probably had some illegal things going on in there. But I don't know what's going on in front of that house. And I don't want to be there. And I don't want to be there to find out. You just move. It's, it's no big deal. You're going to find these people in the world that have these these um, crazy expectations of of what they think that they can do. And so, if you get and you, you can't win an argument with them. You you can't. You, there's, there's just no way that you can um, reason with somebody who's not reasonable. So it's just better to just let them be and not even attempt to get into it with them. It's, it's a no-win situation. So, oh, yeah, all I did is just packed up and move on. Not a big deal. This is not rocket science here. You know, there's there's not a, I don't know. I just get frustrated even thinking about it. But you're going to come across those people when you're in neighborhoods. So the best thing to do is, is make sure that if you are going to have a discussion with somebody, you got to make sure you're right. First off, you know, and, and that's when coming back and looking at the signs and doing your homework and a little bit of research in advance will help you later on down the line you're listening to the rv dreaming podcast be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening well that's it for me i am heading out i am packing the van up i'm going to planet fitness gonna get a little workout in gonna get a shower in gonna stop by costco it opens at 10 o'clock this morning and then i am heading to walla walla washington if you're in the area hit me up find me on instagram send me a message let's drink some wine together have a great weekend Thanks for listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. See the action on Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode.